welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number four of the Go For Two podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my buddy Lucas here with me. Lucas, how you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic. Good, good, good. Um, so it's, it's, we, we skipped a week. Um, we apologize. Um, I blame uh, Jackson. Of course you do. You blame me for everything. That's um, right. It's, uh, I'm not, it's, it's nothing new for me. I'll just, I'll just take it and run with it. That's okay. Um, good man. What? I said good man. Good man? Oh, I thought you were going to say, hey, man, like, you deserve all this criticism. <laughs> no, nah, we, we're not going to go down that path today. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Too many other things. Too many other things to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to get right into the hot takes of this week. Andrew Luck announces his retirement on Sunday evening in the middle of the Colts game, preseason game, week three. And um, I, I'll tell you this, Lucas. Uh, I saw it pop up on my Twitter feed. I was watching that game. I was watching the Cowboys game. By the way, thrashed the Texans. <laughs> and I saw it pop up, and I, I was like, wait, this is fake. I was like, it's not April. Yeah. Who, who's, who's giving me this April Fool's right now? This, this can't be true. And I texted Lucas, and I was like, Lucas, what just happened? He's like, no, nah, dude, someone's trolling. I thought it was fake, 100%. Yeah, I, I was going to see. What, what was your take on that? Like, just general. So, like, I got, I got two different viewpoints on this, right? Yeah. As a general football fan, mm-hmm. I hate it for the guy. And yeah. we can we can get into um some more reasons later why I kind of think it happened like this. Um but just like initial thing as a general football fan is that I really hate to see a guy that to me I felt was very genuine, very kind person, loved the game of football, and I hate to see him have to quit and lose his, you know, like he stopped having fun. And so I, that really sucks. Uh, you hate to see it, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> as a Titans fan, fantastic news, all right? Because <laughs> this man, Andrew Luck, was 11-0 and against the Tennessee Titans. Wait, really? Okay. Yes, bro. He's 11-0? and 11-0, oh. yes. Painful. That's, that's the only word there is to describe playing against that man. I didn't know he man. was undefeated. <clears throat> so like this really I think this really opens up the AFC South a lot. Oh for sure. The, the Titans have a better chance to make it as well as the other teams have a better chance to make it too. Like I'm sure like at me as a Titans fan, I'm sitting here like, heck yeah, we gonna make the playoffs. Whoop whoop. But you know, everyone in Jacksonville, you know you got people in Jacksonville like, yeah, Leonard Fournette gonna run for a thousand gazillion yards and we gonna make the playoffs because ain't no one gonna be able to score on our defense because andrew luck ain't out there you know like so it's just uh yeah like really good news as a titans fan but i I hate that we're not gonna ever be able to beat him he's always gonna have that 11 i was gonna have that over you yeah dude yeah it's uh yeah i'm kind of in the same in the same sentiment as a football fan not seeing such a good player out there um it it hurts the game a little bit because especially when you talk about top quality quarterbacks he's a top five quarterback in the league and not yeah. to have one of those going into this year into the 2019 really kind of sucks but at the end of the day i understand it and i get it and i and i and i agree with him i respect his decision you know he had just gotten so mentally physically worn down over the past several years and and i was um watching the the colin cowherd show i'm a big fan of that Kevin knows I've referenced it, but <laughs> I was watching that today and they were talking about like just injuries in general, like how inconvenient an injury actually is. Like, think about it. It's like you get hurt 
then you have to go to rehab or something like that. You know, leave work early or something, go to rehab, then you go through the pain of rehab and paying for it, and then you go home and you're not feeling 100%. And it's like it's like adding on an extra like several hours to just in terms of inconvenience, you know. Right. And then like especially for this guy, it's like he's in the media, limelight of the media, he's answering questions. When are you going to be 100% again? When are you going to be, you know, back on the field again and ready to go? Why are these injuries keep happening to you? What are you doing to prevent them? What do you think about the Colts and not drafting an offensive lineman in the past three years or even Uh if they did not really working out that well? Like, just constant questions and constant pressure. Not to mention actually constantly being under pressure, you know, in, in, in the backfield on the shotgun for, for, for the Indianapolis Colts. Like, I think, didn't you say he was the, the most uh, quarterback under pressure since he came into the league? Yeah. Yeah, I, I read that stat the other day. Most, uh, most sacked, too, I believe. Yeah, he's just taking a beating. You like, know? like, just just stupid. Like, and up there with Big Ben. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, guys like Big Ben, guys like Cam, the physicality is part of their game. Right? They're able to shove off people. They're able to use their body as a weapon because they're like, you know, they're so big and strong. But Luck, and don't get me wrong, Luck was extremely physical on the field. I remember his first couple of years, he was getting out there and trying to punch linebackers in the mouth, run over corners, even try to take on D linemen at times. You know? And um, it's just, it's a shame that we won't be able to get to see him on Sundays anymore. But the physicality, man, ultimately ended up leading to his downfall. And if you wake up every day and you're wondering, should I even do this? It's over. Time's up. Yeah, I feel, I think you really, you got to blame the brass, man. Like, I don't, like, if I was a, a Colts fan, like, I could, I would not be happy with the management of the team right, right. now. Because you're just, like, what, what do you have to show for for what you did? Now, I do think it was due time that the Colts didn't have, like, a top three quarterback in the league or, you know, top Moving five, whatever. Main, Andrew Luck, yeah. Yeah, like, that, like that's just – that doesn't happen, right? And it's crazy to think that they're coming out of this with one Super Bowl. Think about that. Is that not crazy? Blows my mind. Yeah, they won one Super Bowl, but they didn't win anything with Luck. I mean, they just had – are you yeah, talking about in better. reference of both their quarterbacks having one? Yeah, just like, like both of them yeah. together. Like you have you have two of the best quarterbacks like to grace the field, and they just Definitely. you get they one Super Bowl. Like you don't. I, as a man. as a Titans fan, like I feel like I definitely have an appreciation for the quarterback position. Sure. And like, as a Cowboys fan, I'm sure you do as well. Definitely. Definitely. Like Romo getting hurt, you know, going down and like having to play without him and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Underrated. And so it like like Colts Colts didn't have to go through that, and so I I almost like I want to say that they took advantage of that and thought that like you know got too comfortable and they thought they would always have him, they would always have their man in or they'd always have their Andrew Luck back there, and you know just. They abused the line. They really did. Yeah, I will say they drafted an incredible defense. Like that defense is young and fast and furious, and it gets the ball quickly and very talented defense. But you gotta protect your guy. 
Well, look, this is my thing. When did the defense get good? Last year. Right. Last Who, year. Andrew Luck came back last year because you yeah. got the offense going down and the offense is and taking these long drives. Yeah, and they're having, drives. Yeah. And so, like, the year before that, their defense wasn't like this. Yeah, they didn't just draft one guy and their whole defense change overnight, you know? So, no, like, it's, it's, it's a process and, it, and it's a team game, right? Obviously, because, like, the success of the offense is going to lead to success of the defense, especially when the defense has time to rest and offense has time to rest and defense can get off the field quickly. Um, that's definitely huge. So, I'm not trying to take anything away from the offense and from Andrew Luck because obviously, when you have a healthy Andrew Luck and he's playing at his top potential of what he what he can play at top five quarterback in the league, arguably top three, right? As physical as they come tenacious. Also the most sportsmanlike quarterback I've ever seen, right? Here's the nice guy on the field. Definitely the nicest guy. He's taking big hits. He's like, Hey, good hit big man. Hey, nice. Yeah. You know, keep it up. Like he's just, he's talking to opposing defensive ends that just hit him. He's like, good job. You're like such a nice dude. And I don't know, man, it's just, they, I will say for the Colts, for the Colts G, GM and their management, they have drafted and built a good defense. But however, they did sacrifice, took advantage of. To your point, no matter how uh, beat, banged up Andrew Luck's going to get, he's going to be out there, and he's going to help us win games. And they you know, took took advantage of that, took that for granted, and didn't draft quality offensive linemen to protect him. No, you know, I think uh... quarterback. What was the? I told you a stat last night that I read on Twitter. It was like, other than, because they have an amazing guard in, um, is it Quentin Nelson? I think so. Yeah. Like he he's awesome guard. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, like, <clears throat> who else they got? The the stat that I read said that they had only drafted three offensive linemen above the sixth or seventh round in the draft, and all three of them were. Honestly, not that great. Yeah, a lot of misses. So it's like you know, it's hard to compete when you got Jadavion Clowney and JJ Watt coming off the edge every play. So, yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, also read this from the Colts. They are going to allow uh, Luck to keep the twenty-four point eight million in signing bonuses that they could have recouped with his retirement this year. So Basically, going to give him that twenty-five million parting gift. Yeah, here, man, go go repair your body. Yeah, go, go, <laughs> so, go, sorry we screwed you up. Go go repair your body. Now, I do have this question: Do you think there's any chance that Luck comes back in, like, let's say, a year, or two, when his mind and his body has recovered? And yeah, I, he feels like he can contribute again. You think he comes back? I definitely, I definitely think that is a possibility, just because, mm-hmm. like. Like I think Brett Favre, you know, that's what that's what I think of when I, I think of Andrew retiring like this. I really think of Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> Who, by the way, I think retired twice. <laughs> I think he retired three exactly. times, twice or three times. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. So like. Yeah, dude. Or, um, he definitely could do it. I think he definitely could. Um, super smart, by the way. That's another thing we didn't say about Andrew Luck. Super intelligent guy. Definitely. Definitely. And um, I don't want people to think that he's walking out with his tail between his legs or something because this had to be an incredibly hard decision. 
he's just thinking about quality of life, and he's really making a good decision for about him and his teammates. Because if he's not super passionate about the game, not super passionate about getting up and coming to work every day, then he's going to be he's not going to be able to contribute 100%, and the Colts can go out and get somebody else that is hungry and ready to contribute 100%, 110% even, and put their all into the game. And his teammates deserve somebody that can do that. So, you know, being in competition and football and sports my entire life, I completely understand that. And once I heard his reasons and where he was at mentally, I can completely understand and respect it. You know, but when I first saw the, the news, I was like, wh- wh- why? You yeah. know, it just completely yeah. just came out of nowhere. Um, I believe they actually thought about putting him on IR this year. So Yeah, I heard he wasn't going to just make, miss week one. He was having another injury out for several months. Um, so to continue on this a little bit, what do you think about the the whole boo situation? You know, the crowd? I think, them. I think in the heat of the moment, I think they were just, I think it was handled poorly in terms of it being leaked out. And Aaron Rodgers actually touched on that too. He said that he felt that, 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 that the management of the team didn't handle it as well as could have. Something like that gets leaked that quick, and, and the fans are literally finding out and scrolling through Twitter in the middle of a game yep. and seeing this. And then, of course, they're just, they're, they're just going to have that reaction. Everybody did. Everybody's, everybody has their hands on their heads saying, dude, dude, why? We thought you were fine. Because, of course, they're putting out this info. Andrew Luck, nobody knows how bad his injury was. Right. Andrew Luck's fine. You know, he might miss, miss week one. Jacoby Brissett's ready to go. Uh, we're going to keep him on the sideline this preseason. We don't want to get hurt. Like, you know, he's day-to-day. He's doing his thing. Like, they don't know the information that the Colts front office and the Colts injury and training staff need. That he's actually probably going to be out for several months. And so it's just complete shock from them. And I am a little – I'm disappointed that they booed. Like, but but I, but I, I get what's going through their head in the heat of the moment, you know? Like right. just not understanding, not having all the information. But yeah, I just it just seems good. I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I do think I think number one, like there's, I'm sure there were some people that just absolutely love Andrew Luck and wouldn't hate the guy, no matter what he did. Right. But that they still booed him just because it's just like. You're doing this now, like week the before timing the season is, starts. Yeah, yeah, like, like we could have drafted a guy, in, but you know he wasn't hurt until until uh, later on in training camp. So it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like he was finally coming off, uh, finally getting back into the groove. So it's um, but I definitely feel for him. Like we yeah. have, I have season tickets for the Tennessee Titans and show off. If Marcus Mariota. Hopefully this does not happen, but if Marcus Mariota in like the very first game of the year went out and broke his ankle and was out for the rest of the year like Delaney Walker did last year, I would just be terrified. I like I would hate it. So like the idea of your quarterback just retiring like that out of nowhere, who you are going it's to shocking. see. Like after after the year they had last year, I'm sure they had an increase in season ticket prices and sure. sales and everything because people are gonna go to these games. People want to watch Andrew Luck, who some people were saying he was going to win the MVP. Yeah, I mean, he had a great year last year. So, I mean, like, 
Yeah, he got comeback player of the year. Yeah. And just to have another injury, you know, kind of out of nowhere, it's like, dude. That's just, that just had to be the final straw. He was like, man, like, I just keep getting hurt. I can't stay healthy for me and my teammates. Like, I'm just mentally and physically just drained. That stinks. But, um, it's crazy to me that now the culture predicted to go last. Like, they're predicted to finish last in the AFC oh, South now. I think they'll be. 7-9, 8-8, eight eight, around well, there. It's just... I think they'll still finish last just because the quarterback position is, is so important, dude. Well, it like definitely in is today's, important. In today's NFL, the quarterback position is so important. that the most important. Yeah, that if you have Andrew Luck, some people say you're going to go to the Super Bowl. And yeah. if you have Jacoby Brissett, you're, you're going to win five games. <laughs> you know? So, right. like, it's uh, it's super crazy. But I think I think they'll do better than that just because um, – I don't know. I think they'll want to prove that they can do it without him. I think so too. I think I have him at seven and nine, seven and nine, eight and eight. I think Jacoby Brissett will surprise some people. I think he's got some talent. I don't think he's like incredibly special. At least not yet. I just haven't seen it. But he has a chance now. You know, ball is in his court. But going back to Andrew Luck, just for a brief moment, if there's anybody that has retired early, that I think has the potential of coming back. Where it's really gonna be feeling good in a year or two years, feel like he can contribute to a team again. I feel like it's Andrew, but time will tell. More often than not, people don't come back from retirement, but you never know. You never know. He's only he's you know he he turns thirty I think this week, so right. you know he's still young and so capable. And when the mind and body is healed, you never know. You never know. Moving on from uh, Andrew Luck. The... Nope. Real quick, what? Uh, what I do want to say so T Y Hilton. Came out and said some stuff, and yeah, he dedicated a season he, to him. Yeah, dedicated a season. He was real upset about it, so I look forward to seeing what he does this year. And I almost drafted Ty too. I just had one of our our drafts this this past weekend. Yeah, and Ty was there. I think it was him and uh, Keenan Allen. And I was like, mm. I took Keenan Allen. I don't know if I'm going to regret that. But Keenan. You'll probably regret that. Just because T.Y. Hilton is number one receiving option, no one else there is even close to him. Yeah, I probably will regret it. And he burns the Titans for about 200 yards and two touchdowns every time we play him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Every time he plays Tennessee, I should have just locked him into my starting lineup. Um, instant start. For real. Moving on from, uh, from Andrew Luck a little bit, let's go back to Zeke Watch. And as these episodes continue to pile up, as the days continue to go on, my patience has grown ever so thin. <laughs> I'm I, I'm about done. Okay, um, more epi- more more uh, news from the side of Ezekiel Elliott today. Uh, he uh, made a statement at the time of this recording. He said, and I quote: "I love playing for the Dallas Cowboys. I love the organization, my teammates. I do want to be a cowboy for the rest of my life. Hopefully, that's a possibility. But even Emmett Smith, greatest running back ever." ended up going to play a couple of years for another organization. So it's just the nature of the game, but I want to be a Dallas Cowboy for as long as I can. Lucas, your reaction to that statement? Spooky thoughts, man. Mm-hmm, scary hours. Yeah, because it just makes you think like, like, okay, it is actually a reality now. He could not be with the Cowboys, you know? Yeah, 
it, it, it is a, a haunting indefinite reality. I think as the weeks have gone on, I think more and more Cowboy fans are actually okay with that. Oh, 100%. Pollard, man. This Pollard kid can play. And um, I took a risk. Again, we'll go back to my fantasy thing. I took Zeke. He was there in, the, in like the third round. Yeah, I'll take him. Um, and uh, actually my mother, she took, we do a little fam, a family league every year, and she took Pollard. Because um, she's betting that Zeke won't be a Cowboy. Either dressed up on the field and in Cabo, or <laughs> or not a cowboy at all. So, and I really would have loved, if it was going to get to this point right now, I would have loved us to just trade him. Because three weeks or a month ago, Zeke's stock would be at an all-time high. Right? Like, we could have gotten an absolute haul from him. Herschel Walker 2.0. Okay? Like, a, a bunch of picks... Or a decent or a decent uh, position uh, player at somebody else, and another pick with it or something, probably could have gotten a first, you know, or at least a second and a third or something like that. I don't know what we could have gotten for him, but I think we could have gotten a bunch of picks. Now it's like if we trade him, are we still? It doesn't feel like his stock is that high. Like obviously he's, you know, over the past three years, probably the best running back in the NFL. Would have won the rushing title three straight years had he not been suspended. But that's the problem. Suspended. He's had some legal issues. He clearly wants to be a, high, a highly paid running back. And as we're about to talk in a second, just turned down a huge contract. So do it, does a team really want to take on a big contract and the headache of Zeke now opposed to like three to four weeks ago? You and I, mean? I think you can I think you can definitely say yeah. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell proved that these players can. Antonio Brown definitely got his way. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, not as much, but I mean, like people are going to want you because when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to that talent and stuff, you know, people just need it. It's needed in the NFL, and Zeke has led the league in rushing like three years in a row. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And Basically. so. It's just, he's definitely, he would be on another team. I think they could still trade him just as high as they could have earlier. Yeah. Uh, I think you can get a one and a two or a one and a three. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting a first-round draft pick for Zeke. Like, you're you're not getting anything less than that in my head. If we're going to get a, if Mark Cooper's going to get a one, Zeke's going to get a one. For sure. Somebody out there wants a running back. Um, a couple teams, actually. Houston. Being one of them. Yeah, Lamar Miller got hurt, so they need it. Definitely need it. Uh, and, real quick, sorry. You're good. Davion Clowney is wanting to be traded. Now, something there. yeah, he's franchise tagged, though. And y'all don't have the money to pay him. Although, if you get rid of Zeke and you got Pollard, you might open up some cash there. Oh, man. Are you telling me I could have Demarcus Lawrence and Davion Clowney? Yes, Van Der Esch and Jalen Jalen Smith and we and we brought in Robert Quinn. Are you telling me I could have an actual pass rush? Yeah, Ooh. like it sounds like it. You know, and uh, that could be very. Uh, I have to get that some thought, but that's that sounds like it could be very lucrative for us, especially with this. Well, even if you just problem. have him for a year, you know, like like trade him and get Jadavion Clowney and like a second and a third. 
or like yeah. a second or something, you know, like. Yeah, that could be that could be something worth exploring. Sure, the Cowboys have been on the phone with him just to see what's going on. Because that's the thing; it's like we still have Zeke's rights for two years, man. Like, if he holds out the rest of this year, what's he gonna do? Like, is he gonna sit out a whole another year? Highly doubt it. I feel like at this point, it's like we either trade him or he sits. No. Yeah. Don't he, but going back to like his, his contract, he just turned down a monster contract. He was going to be the uh, second highest paid running back in the league, just behind Todd Gurley. But Todd Gurley was getting forty five million guaranteed, fifty seven and a half million over four years. Zeke was probably going to be make, making a little over uh, Le'Veon Bell, kind of right in that like fourteen five uh, million dollars a year, and and Zeke turns it down. He turned down one a couple weeks ago to make him a top five paid running back at this position. Now he turns down top two. I, it just does. He just doesn't seem worth it to me. Definitely you know? not. No, I, like, I, I, don't, not, I don't. We don't need to pay this guy sixteen million a year because then we can't pay Amari Cooper, or we can't right. pay Byron Jones, or or you know somebody else. It's like, geez, man. Like he 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 just has this in his head. He wants to be the number one paid running back. Like, I get one to get your money, and, like, you don't need $60 million. It's just It's just become more of a headache. I don't want it to be a distraction that lingers on in the season. It's already happened once, two years ago, whenever he was suspended for six games. Right. And it was just, it's, it doesn't seem like the focus is on the team. The focus is on, is Zeke getting paid? Is Dak getting paid? you really talking about the season. No? I say... That's definitely all most people care about, for sure. Yeah, I just say, trade him, get a haul for him. If you can get Jadavian Clowney in a second, pull the trigger. Can't trade him off to somebody somewhere else, right? Get a haul for him in picks. We put Pollard in. We put in Alfred Morris. We have a one-two combo there, right? We get a bunch of picks for later on. Sign Amari Cooper and Dak to good deals. Have enough money that if we have to, we tag Byron Jones. Leave it for next year. Uh, to where we have more cap room. You know, it's, at this point, Zeke, I, I love him, man. I really do. Like, he, he is a talent. He is a top-tier talent. Best running back in the league. But you're going to keep turning down offers. It's like, all right, dude, we'll either get out or, or sit. Like, I'm not paying you that much. It's just not worth it. To for me. sure. To me. As a Cowboy fan. I know yeah, some I people agree. probably disagree. They're wrong. <laughs> you can just tell it's a sore subject with me, man. Like my tone gets down. I, I get a little more depressed every time we talk about this subject. I don't blame you, man. I'm just, I'm just done, dude. Done. Uh, for the next bit of drama, our next little hot take. Um, do you have anything else that you want to talk about with Zeke? Uh, no, not that I can think of, honestly. Okay, cool. Let's trade him huh, for another topic. Dad, dad joke. Okay. Uh, A B and his uh and the helmet situation. Uh, here's what we have. Uh, his agent Drew Rosenhaus came out and made a statement after uh Antonio Brown on Sunday was denied a second time on his appeal to wear his helmet. Um, 
for those of you guys who don't know, he had a helmet for his entire career in the NFL. It is now past a 10-year mark and now is considered not considered no longer safe and uh, highly rated as uh, it doesn't meet the standards for safety equipment in the NFL anymore, which I completely get and totally understand why the NFL is, you know, you can't have your old helmet because CTEs and concussions and uh, injuries and talk about right. lifelong health of players, it's a big issue. So the NFL is like, no, you're going to wear a helmet that is up to the standards. And Antonio Brown does not like that, and I've never seen a player mind this much about it, a helmet, but not a, <laughs> not a professional player, so what do I know? Uh, but anyway, right. Drew, Drew Rosenhouse did make a statement, and he has said, uh, he was asked if the, that the, uh, the Raiders wide receiver is going to move on from this since he has no choice. And he said, yes, we're going to move on. Uh, that door is closed. But then he also said, um, as a result of all the publicity accrued from our efforts to get him to wear that helmet, he now has multiple offers on the table from various companies to custom make a helmet for him, pay him quite a bit of money. Antonio Brown's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, said, we have found, without getting into specifics, some very suitable alternatives. We are very <laughs> excited. <laughs> Antonio Brown will be wearing a helmet. He won't be missing any time, and he'll be getting paid a lot of money to do so. It's sort of a happy ending, even though he won't be able to wear helmet. Lucas, your thoughts? It's, this is just stupid, bro. Yes. It, is, it hurts, hurts down to my very core. It's, I don't, I, I don't have anything else to say. That somebody would complain this much about a helmet. I mean, does he just like seeing his name in, in, in the headlines and on TV? It's got to be an attention thing, right? Because he can't be for real about that. Yeah, it's just your regular wide receiver diva, man. Diva with a capital D. Sure. So anyway, that's the latest Antonio Yay. Brown. That's the latest Antonio Brown issues, man. I can tell you what I I catch I catch up on Hard Knocks, right? I watched the first three episodes. I watched right. the fourth one as it comes out. But you can just tell, like, even though this is edited, like, like even though like the footage is is edited to a way like so the the coach gets final take on the footage. Jeff Fisher told said this on the Colin Cowherd show that when a Hard Knocks is there, you get the coach gets final say as to what goes out and what doesn't. Because they don't want anybody picking up on cues and signals, things like that, you know, rest of the league. Right. And, but you could just tell, even though, like, he took out some stuff, from, just from the body language, John Gruden is just done with Antonio. Good. He's like, he's just like, dude, show up. <laughs> Get here. <laughs> and he just keeps saying, he's like, but she was here. You know, we're really excited. I got, I got some good plays for, for, for 84. You know, I'd love to get out here and run them. Like he's like those little things, like he's throwing some stuff out there, and you can just tell us from his body and physical language, he's like, dude, I can just tell what he's saying. He's like, get this guy in this building right now. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Real. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Antonio Brown's Which doesn't driving. Doesn't make any sense. The, the patience level of everyone is just dwindling. Um. Anyway, moving on from Antonio Brown. We are going to go into a brand new segment for the podcast here at Gopher 2. We're going to go into the two-minute drill. Now, in the two-minute drill weekly, we're going to be talking about kind of key matchup, probably the uh, 
five biggest matchups going on in the NFL from any given week. But as we're heading into preseason week four, no one's really playing, at least no one of substantial importance. It's just a final who's going to make the team. We're not really going to cover the preseason game this week. No one's really going to be watching week four. We all feel you. So we're going to go into something <laughs> a little more exciting. We're going to talk about college football for our, our two-minute drill for the hot takes. Lucas, take it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So coming in, we got the big game of the week. All right. This should be the most watched game if you care about actually watching good football because it is the first week of college ball and your favorite team is most likely playing some came up out of the mud college that might as well be a community college that is garbage. And uh, it's a warm up yeah. week. Yeah. It's, it's Unless definitely... you're Appalachian State versus Michigan back in 2000. <laughs> hey, that that's was rough. Right. <laughs> uh, they don't they don't play them this week, but Michigan might lose. You never know. Some crazy stuff like that happens. Always week one. Always week one. Um, something goes on. So the big game of the week, you got number eleven Oregon is traveling to Auburn, who is ranked Thanks. sixteen. All right, who who you got? Who you got winning that one, Mister Jackson? Man, I'm going with my man Justin Herbert, quarterback returning for his senior year. Could have easily gone, I think, top five in this year's draft. Um, but he's going back to play with Oregon to lead them to the Pac-12 championship and get and get himself to the to as we call it the Natty national title. I'm going <laughs> with I'm going with him. I'm going with Oregon. Plus their uniforms are amazing. How could you not pick them? They do they do have the best uniforms. Um, Hands down. Just to sidetrack a little bit in the two minute drill. Sorry, the I want to say the CEO of Nike went to Oregon, so they have a Nike deal. They get the best stuff. Anyways, yeah, dude, moving on. It's great. Um, I'm gonna go with Auburn. Oh, right you're going for the upset. I, Dude, I mean, it, it's it's Auburn, like SEC, and I just feel like if you're, like, why why are they ranked 16? It's because they're in the SEC, and they're ranked low. They should be. And so I just I think Auburn beats out Oregon. Um, Oregon's probably a little faster than them. Auburn's more physical, so we'll see what kind of wins on that front. But definitely yeah. think Auburn comes out with this one. Yeah, I, I will disagree. I got Oregon. I got speed. You know. This really should be a top 10 matchup, you know, other than the top four. You get into the rest of the top 10, it's like, yeah, you can kind of really exchange out people from the top 18 on who's there. But Oregon versus Auburn, I'll definitely be watching this. Uh, going up next, let's talk about our, our, ups, our upset, sneaky upset pick of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So for the sneaky upset, I have picked Northwestern at – Ranked 25, Stanford. So looking at all the other matchups, there wasn't a lot of stuff. So, I, you know, uh, but I did find this hidden gem in all the stone. All right. And so I really I think Northwestern beats out Stanford for the upset of the week. You know, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Northwestern is a they're a scrappy team, a scrappy bunch. Um, They have a history of upsetting teams, especially in the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with Northwestern on that as well. Uh, so everybody keep an eye out for that matchup, Northwestern versus Stanford over the weekend, and come back and tell us when you see the result because, of course, we're right. Always, always right. Also, Stanford's overrated. They're overrated every year. It's been like that for like four or five years in a row. I'm tired of it. Haven't been good since Andrew Luck. That's just Boom. Bad. Facts. Done. Um, just like the Colts. <clears throat> oh, dang. Oh, but that's anyway. That's our two minute drill. Hopefully presented by. Hey, if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll name the two minute drill after anything. 
We we have no right. we we have no limits, you know. We have no, no morals. So None. whatever you want to call it, we're down. Okay, just, right. just go for two TV. Um, yeah. Moving in, let's let's just kind of wrap it up a little bit. We're, we're gonna kind of talk about uh, briefly week three of the NFL preseason just passed. Uh, we'll talk about some 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 dress rehearsals. That's when kind of the starters play the most, usually a quarter to two quarters, um, half. And I, you know, I got nothing but I got nothing but but good news for week three from our dressing her. I'm still crying. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> but Dallas absolutely thrashed Houston. I have this to say: Houston has no offensive line. Our third string D line putting so much pressure on the Houston offense, they couldn't do anything. I think we forced three turnovers in the first half. I have nothing else to take away from it, but Dallas team, Texas football. <laughs> get, get him up out of here. Get him out. Get him out. Lucas, uh, had to take a different tone with your. Yeah, man. That, the shoe was, was on the other foot for me, man. The Titans starting offensive line, just miserable. Absolutely disgusted. Ugh, it was pathetic. 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 It was it was terrible. So terrible, man. Like I and and the coach, like coach, ain't got nothing to say. Ain't no one got nothing to say because they're garbage. <laughs> Dude, terrible one being hurt is screwing us. Yeah, it really right? is. He's out <clears> for four weeks, I think. Right. And yeah, he's out for four weeks. And then our right guard that we drafted to come in and start is also hurt. They ain't even saying what's wrong with him. He just, he just, he's ghost, man. He disappeared. <laughs> yeah, you won't find out until the Tuesday injury report right before the game. Yeah, so, uh, shaky stuff and shaky stuff. Hey, but, uh, what do you think about Chris Collinsworth talking about a quarterback controversy? Yeah, Ryan Tannehill well, versus Mariota. Or as you would say, Mary Goda. Look, I think that it's preseason and everyone yeah. is stretching and they are searching for a topic. Like, you know, these people that are talking about football every day, like, you got to come up with something. And if I can stand here and talk for 30 minutes about how, oh, there should be a quarterback controversy in Tennessee, even after the GM came out and said that there was no quarterback controversy, when we traded for uh, Ryan Tannehill, the team came out and said there was not a controversy. We traded him, we traded for him to have him as the backup. And then you got the coaches, the players backing up Mariota all the time. Yeah. And then you got Ryan Tannehill saying that it was not possible for him to be the starter. And the press asked Mariota, they asked him about like the quarterback competition and if there was a controversy there. And he said the only person he was competing against was himself. I don't know what these people want. (laughs) Okay. They're searching. They need to get a life. All right. They don't know what they're talking about. And they're all just pulling stuff out of their brownie bag, okay? <laughs> they are. They're, uh, you know, I, I will say this, though. It is kind of a make-or-break year for America. Oh, it definitely is. But they're yeah. going to give him every opportunity, too, because they want him to be the guy. Mariota yeah, is. Of course. He's super nice. He's genuine. He what works you want a franchise. Hard. Yeah, he exactly. wants a franchise quarterback to be. He's, he's everything. He's everything except we haven't seen the play on the field 
since his second year. Yeah. Now his third year, the Titans all oh man, the offensive coordinator, terrible Terry Rubisky. I hope he has a different job now. Um yeah. like this working at McDonald's. This year he's finally in a system that he's in for two straight years. You still got a different offensive coordinator though. Ooh. But we're we're trying to keep the same system. Um the Titans promoted their tight ends coach, uh Arthur Smith. He is their offensive coordinator now because Matt LaFleur left and went to be the head coach of the Packers. Terrible decision by them. I hope Aaron Rodgers punches that dude in the face week one. Aaron Rodgers um, and him have already been going at it. Yeah. So just, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I would like to say, though, for all these people that are like, Ryan Tannehill's had such a better, he's had such a better preseason. This man Marcus has taken like, 15 snaps maybe like he's barely played okay he's literally barely played half of those are run plays if not three-fourths of them are run plays and our o-line has not been able to protect anyone we got sacked like eight times last night in the whole game and then (laughs) ron Tannehill has played a lot and he's played against second and third string people so i hope he's showing out he needs to be showing out because he's going to get picked up by another team next year, probably, um, like the Washington, uh, when they find out that Dwayne Haskins is a bust because every quarterback that comes out of Ohio State is garbage. And, yeah. I mean, you just yeah. Also, uh, Marcus hasn't had Derrick Henry, and he hasn't had Delaney Walker and Humphreys and A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and all on the field at once. Like, there hasn't been a single time that they have all been on the field together. And Taylor Lewan's not out there, and I just feel like, you know, like, yeah, it's time to put up or shut up. I agree. Yeah. He's going to have to show us some stuff this year. But let's actually watch this man play a quarter before we start saying he should lose his job. And with that... That is going to be the fourth episode of the Go For Two podcast. Guys, we're on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, we upload to YouTube, SoundCloud. We're on... Uh, we're everywhere. Everywhere. Radio Public. Uh, we're under your bed. Follow. Follow. Like. Download. Give us a five-star rating. Let us know how you liked it. Appreciate it so much. Uh, deuces, gooses. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>